It's a senior day on BYU Sports Nation. Cougar football sporting a senior QB in Taysom Hill. Why history predicts special things in 2015. Former quarterbacks John Beck and Blaine Fowler weigh in on the senior effect. And how legit of a Heisman candidate is Taysom Hill. Plus, a walk-off hero from last night for BYU baseball joins us live to preview the West Coast Conference Tournament. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, May 19th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with my good friend and colleague, the expert buttonsmith, Jerem Jordan. I was going to say, what are you going to say? Because if, if you don't give me something specific, it's like, wait, what did you think of today? Because this is a thing where now I just have to wait and anticipate all morning. What is he going to say about me today? You avoid this on purpose. Well, I can't avoid it. I just sit here and you talk and I listen. No, I mean like you don't look at it because I usually have it oh, yeah, written I don't, down I don't, somewhere. I don't look at it, yeah. You do not, nope. <laughs> you do not nope. look I'm at just, it. I just wait for it. You want the raw reaction. I'm the catcher, you're the pitcher. You just throw a pitch and I catch. Okay, give me some raw reaction about this. Oh my goodness! The NFL.com released an article yesterday titled 15 for 15 Top Heisman Trophy Candidates for 2015. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill's on the list. Fantastic. 30 for 30, 15 for 15. We'll get to the specifics of that in a minute, but I have one serious issue with a scouting report on Taysom Hill in that article. To quote it, Hill has okay speed and is a physical runner. Ask Texas about Taysom's okay speed. Okay speed. He's going to run a 4-4 at the NFL Combine next what's, year. What's great speed to these guys? A 4-1? 5-3-5? Clearly, 5-3-5 is okay, like... Okay speed. <laughs> okay speed. Like Oklahoma speed. No. Ask Virginia or Hawaii <laughs> or Houston or anybody else that Taysom's ripped off a long run against. Anybody that's seen his tail lights. You can't run for 259 with okay speed. <laughs> you can't rush for 1300 in 2013 with okay speed. Oh. That's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my you life. You know what? I'll just okay my way to the end zone, folks. <laughs> The conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Be a part of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> I can't get over that. Members welcome. Listen, today, here's today's Twitter question. I'm, I'm flustered from that. <laughs> what is the biggest benefit of having a starting senior quarterback? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. At Justin D. Sweeney. He's back. He's not a true freshman. Hashtag heaps nightmares. <laughs> Experience. Experience matters. It really does. Taysom was 2-0 and as a freshman, though. I mean... He played Hawaii and Utah State. Yeah. Taysom, as a, uh, as a quarterback, is 14-6. and Taysom was the starter. starting quarterback as a starter. of BYU's best win in 2012. Against Utah, Utah State. State. A team that finished ranked 16th and went 11-2. and That if they... Had they beaten BYU, would have been in a BCS game, probably. How about that? <laughs> Instead, Northern Illinois got... Smashed by Florida State. Can you imagine if Utah State went to a BCS or New Year's Six game before BYU? Yeah, it would be Cougar tears and not Aggie tears. The program might be cut. (laughs) Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Taysom Hill listed at number 11 on the aforementioned NFL.com's 15 for 15 article. The only non-P5 player 
to get on that list. He's a Power 5 equivalent player, Spencer. Hashtag OK Speed. Yeah, OK Speed. That's good. I think 11's good. Bleacher Report listed the top 10 emerging rivalries in college football. BYU and Boise State is number 6. Wisconsin-Nebraska, two future BYU opponents, listed number 1. Interesting. Number 6, interesting. And I've said this before. It's my favorite series that BYU has scheduled. Because it's Boise State at, in Provo every other year. 12 years. It's great. It's every year. Yeah, I love that. BYU baseball beat St. Mary's 4-3 to in 10 innings in comeback fashion. Jarrett Jarvis, the hero, he had a home run in walk-off fashion to clinch the number 3 seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament. BYU will now play Pepperdine on Thursday in Stockton in that WCC tourney live on BYU Radio. That was a big win because they, now they avoid San Diego, who swept BYU earlier in the year. And they preserved their starting pitchers. Absolutely. They, they didn't throw. They threw some, some guys off the bench, and it was a close game, and they got to win. And BYU, by the way, was the home team in Moraga, so it's a walk-off. That'll never happen again. A visiting again. team cannot walk off another team unless it's rescheduled like this. BYU's all-time leading scorer in hoops, Tyler Haas, ranked number 88 on Chad Ford's NBA draft board. Mm. That's low. The ESPN Insider cites Tyler's scoring ability and range as positives, lack of athleticism at his position as a downside. Number 22 shooting guard. Projection second round to undrafted. undrafted. Yeah. At this point, it looks like he's not going to be drafted. Yeah. Things could change. He's working hard, he, but we'll see if anyone no validates doubt about that. that. He'll play pro basketball. The question is where? Yeah. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Super senior quarterbacks. And Doman will run the option and cut it back. And reach for the end zone. He got it. Touchdown, Brandon Doman. Hall to the end zone. Touchdown. All the time in the world for Beck. Can anybody get open for him? He'll roll right. Let's it go. Finds his guy. Touchdown. Iconic moments from Brandon Doman, John Beck, Max Hall. And now for the fifth time in 14 years, BYU football is approaching a season with an experienced senior quarterback at the helm. A Heisman Trophy candidate, Jerem, with OK speed, no less. <laughs> and historically, that means really good things for BYU. Really good things. Bring on the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 9.7. Since 2001, a BYU senior quarterback averages 9.7 wins per season per 13 games. That's really good. You're leaning on the 10 side. In the Bronco era, it's 9.2. And do you know what Taysom Hill's average is per 13 as a starter? 9.1. Basically, Taysom Hill, as a starter, you're looking at, statistically, and this does not take into account who you play, nine wins, almost ten, for a senior quarterback, and for Taysom, nine. Let's sweeten that stat just a bit. What? When a senior quarterback starts every game in a season since 2001. This happened three times. BYU has at least 11 wins in those seasons. Doman in 01. Beck in 2006. And both Becks, Jason and John Beck, who will join us coming up. John, that is. And then Max Hall in 2009, 11 wins. Now, this schedule does not yield to me uh, the same kind of possible results. Like, 11 would be unbelievable with this schedule, right? To me, 9 is really good. 10 would be more than I could ask for this schedule. But the point is this. A senior quarterback at BYU means more wins. That makes sense, right? Hey, you're a senior. You've been here longer. You're going to win a couple more games. It makes sense. 
I'll give you that. You know, 2001, not a great schedule. BYU won 12 games. It wasn't a good schedule. They just didn't play a lot of power teams. 2006, better at Arizona, at ranked Boston College with Matt Ryan. Yeah, you know. to me, those are Cincinnati and Played Oregon Michigan in a down year. Yeah. Okay. But 2000. It's, but it was a great, it was the reemergence of BYU football. It was more about BYU than the mm. opponents that year. Mm. But 2009, interesting. That you know. schedule. That, okay, that season. We'll dig into that another day. A case study for this year, 2009. O- Oklahoma, Florida State, TCU, Utah, Oregon State. They played four ranked teams and Florida State. Florida State wasn't even ranked that year. They ended up what eight and eight and five, seven and six. Yeah, BYU went eleven and two in that schedule. Well, that said, now it's Taysom Hill's turn against perhaps Jerem, the toughest schedule in BYU football history. Overall, top to bottom, you're not playing the toughest opponents you've ever played. And top a, to bottom. And as you reference, it's not like Taysom hasn't won games as an underclassman. I mean, he got the best win for BYU in 2012, and. He has a 700 winning percentage in the 20 games that he started in his career. It's a travesty. Over that, games. It's a travesty that he's only he's only started 20 games. If he had been healthy, Taysom Hill, that is, he would have challenged Max Hall for the winningest quarterback in BYU history. I believe that number is 33 wins. What is the biggest benefit of having a starting senior quarterback? That is our Twitter question today. Taysom Hill is now that guy for BYU and Bronco Mendenhall. Jerem, the biggest benefit. Of a senior quarterback leader. I think that you know what he does and can do. So you tailor the offense to that player. So in the case of Taysom Hill, let him run. Everyone says, hey, he should run less. Why? That, because he got hurt. Yes, I get it. That's his elite attribute. Passing the ball, he improved a lot. Last year got up to 67% passing uh, completion percentage. He is an elite runner, so tailor the offense to at times use that. Then, obviously, experience the playbook, the trust, the leadership. All of that combined equals Captain Planet. I mean, Taysom Hill <laughs> becoming an, uh, Captain a senior, Planet. A senior He's quarterback a hero. winning games. The bottom line is winning games. I don't care how, but I think that BYU has a better shot this year. Interesting that Taysom, uh, Tom Homo, Taysom Homo came in this studio a couple weeks ago. He said... He knew that he could schedule the September that is here because of Taysom Hill being a senior, Jamal being a senior, Mitch Matthews being a senior. The three-headed monster. Plus Bronson. Now, 09 had a three-headed monster. And again, we're going we're gonna to dive later, into that. Save it. On a later save day. Save it. Control S that. I know, yes. For me, the biggest benefit of having a senior quarterback is the trust involved from teammates and coaches. Okay? You... You trust your guy 100% that he's going to be in the right place, that he's going to make the right throw, that he's going to make the right read if it's a run for Taysom Hill. And there's just no doubt about that. The comfort level for a coach to be like, yeah, you know what, he's going to go out there and we're going to score points. That's huge. And the teammates, the younger guys, even his senior teammates look at him and think, yeah, he's, he's a beast. He's a freak of nature. And all of his teammates say that or have said that. Okay, so the trust factor is huge. Now they can focus on, I just need to do what I need to do because I know that the quarterback is going to be doing the right thing. Oh, and you talk about trust. That's last year. Taysom Hill goes down and all heck breaks loose with BYU football. The leadership on the field that he provides. There's, there's like a Captain America type element to him of, okay, if he's out there, we got a shot. And then if he's not, it took a while to figure it out. Unfortunately, there were some close losses there that BYU shouldn't have had, UCF and Nevada. But once BYU did figure it out, and the schedule got easier, 
they, they were more competitive that way with Christian Stewart. Now, if Christian Stewart had started since he was a freshman, it's a different story. That's a whole other conversation. But I, I like the fact that BYU has a senior quarterback and that it's Taysom Hill. We, uh, we tweeted out a graphic and we showed it. Recently, you know, Christian Stewart went 4-4. Four and four. Took a little while to figure it out, right? Uh, but Riley Nelson and James Lark were 6-5. and five. Now, now, that, now that plays against kind of this uh, idea that the senior quarterbacks are really good. But there were injuries there. I'm not sure offensively that team was as talented as this so 2015 it was so different. Uh, team. You did have some talented guys, but I'm talking overall offense. We expect this offense, with Taysom Hill as a senior, to be top 20 because it was top 25 last year. Game number one, September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 109. Nine. <laughs> Thank you, Arnold. 109 days away from Taysom Hill getting his first start as a senior quarterback for BYU. And quickly, Jeremy. I want to be able to win the toss and receive. I want to back you on the let Taysom run proposition. I'll tell you why coming up later in the show. Okay? Also coming up, more of your tweets. I'll give you one right now. That crazy kook fanatic says, hurdles for days. Yeah, for Taysom Hill, that is a big benefit. John Beck was one of the successful BYU senior quarterbacks. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour. Up next, it's Blaine Fowler, national championship swag in the house. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU Television. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us using the hashtag BYUSN. Get your swag on. Go to theBYUstore.com. Get your BYU Sports Nation blue goggles and T-shirt. Do it today. TheBYUstore.com. When do I not have my swag on? That That's is a the wonderful rhetorical question. Yes, yes, it is. What is what is to swag? We should ask our first guest of the day about that. Blaine Fowler joining BYU Sports Nation, former 1984 national champion quarterback for BYU. Blaine, welcome back to the show, man. Guys, so can, is a bumper sticker count as swag? Because Ooh. I I saw that uh, um, Spencer tweeted out earlier this week. He was behind a pickup truck, and they had a huge pair of blue goggles oh, yeah. as a bumper sticker on the back of their tailgate, which I was impressed with. I want to get one of those. It's is elite. that considered swag, or do you have to wear it for it to be swag? It's elite swag. That's what the bumper sticker is, Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just you know bench press 300-plus pounds when you're in your 50s. That is also with the blue goggles swag. On. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? When you get in your 50s, sometimes things happen to you that shouldn't. Like Sunday afternoon, the dog got out. Uh-oh. I decided to chase her at full speed. I pulled my left hamstring. Mm. <laughs> this is what I, – I, how many times did I warn Spencer when he was getting ready to run his 40? Make sure you warm up. You're not as young as you used to be. You can't just go out there and sprint. you got to be ready to go. I don't want you to get hurt. All of that great advice I gave Spencer went right out of my head when the dog got out the door. And I went out there with no warm-up at 52 years old and a full sprint, and I pulled my left hammy. It's a real struggle. Blaine Fowler breaking it down on BYU Sports Nation. Don't run after a dog in your 50s. Let's talk about a guy who does a lot of running, Blaine, and uh, is swagadelic for sure, Taysom Hill. Listed as number 11 in the NFL.com's top 15 Heisman candidates with OK speed. They said he had OK speed. Your reaction to what the NFL.com said about Taysom Hill? They obviously haven't timed him because he's got way more than OK speed. 
but they do recognize his talent, which is a good thing. And he belongs in that top 15. And, and I think if he didn't get hurt last season and was able to complete an entire season last year, he would be considered more than just top 15. He'd be, he'd be one of the front runners going into this season for the Heisman Trophy. A very, very special athlete. But they, I don't think they have an understanding how fast he is. He, he is maybe the second fastest guy on the team at BYU, if not, if not the first in a 40. Um, unbelievably explosive speed. Did they watch the Texas game? That's my question. Right? Did they watch the Texas game? It was on FS1, so they missed it. They probably missed it. But, I mean, think about that. He was running away from defensive backs, just flat out leaving them in the dust, that are legit 4-4 guys. And I think he's a legit 4-4 guy. The difference is is those DBs are 185, 190, and Taysom's 230-ish, right, or more. He's a ridiculously freakish athlete, um, and he's more than just okay speed. Uh, And and you combine that with his strength, and he he becomes literally – the best athlete on the field every time he walks out on the field. To me, I don't think a, a player from a non-P5 school has a legit shot at winning the Heisman Trophy. But getting to New York would be uh, the thing, right? If, if Taysom Hill had a tremendous season, BYU won 10-plus games, he stayed healthy, had you know 4,500 yards of total offense or something crazy, 5,000, I don't know, like Jordan Lynch, Northern Illinois. Getting to New York would be like winning it, essentially, for a non-P5, in my opinion. Oh, what I, do you think, man? I, I agree. And, this is, and, and the, one of the problems he has, sometimes it's about timing. So this year is like the year of the quarterback. So he's going to be playing the quarterback position. And I think you know, people will look at him and go, boy, he's the, the best dual-threat quarterback in the country. But, but you think about Cody Kessler being back at SC, Boykin being back at TCU. You got Connor Cook back at Michigan State. Solomon's back at Arizona. Three at Ohio back. State. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Is it? I don't know. Is it Barrett? Is it Jones? Is it? Does Braxton Miller transfer? I, you know, Ohio State's got three NFL guys, but there's so many good quarterbacks this year that I think that that dilutes how good he's going to be this year. I think he'll easily be recognized if he stays healthy all season as the best dual threat guy, and I would even include Boykin in that. But but I think that Cody Kessler is going to get a lot of a lot of run in terms of Heisman, and I think that uh, that Boykin also is going to be a guy that they talk about from the beginning of the year. And those are I think that TCU is probably going to be a top five team again this year with him back. You know maybe vie for a national championship, and that is heavily on the on the voters' minds when they're thinking about who they're going to vote for for the Heisman. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. We haven't even touched on the senior subject of Taysom Hill's status, Blaine. And in the recent past, as Jeremy and I have just documented, things have been really good for BYU football when they have a senior signal caller. Well, Taysom Hill is now due up for his senior campaign. What's the biggest benefit of having Taysom at the helm for BYU as a senior? You know, people... It's pretty simple that you have somebody that has experience and knows what they're doing out there, and they're playing with confidence. And so, so that's thing number one. But there's just so much more to it than just that. Part of it is how much the coaches understand the skill set of that player by the time they're a senior. So, so Robert and I is at a huge advantage. He's had multiple years now where he's had him out there, and even though he's been hurt, to fashion this offense around his skill set. So now he's going to have an offense going into his senior year that is perfectly designed for him. He's going to be comfortable in that offense. He's going to have confidence. He's going to understand reading defenses. And he's also going to have a really, really good knowledge and understanding of the skill sets of the players he's distributing the football to. 
So, so he knows who to go to in the clutch. He knows who he can rely on. The guys understand their roles. Um, so all of that comes into play. And then you also got a senior leader in the off season to make sure that they're out there and the guys are getting together and they're throwing the football and they're all on the same page and all of that. So, so all of those things combined usually are a recipe for BYU when they have a senior quarterback to have tremendous success on the field. And, and I think that all of those things maybe are equally weighted. You know, right after maybe the, maybe thing number one is that there's just the experience and the confidence, but then everything else is 1A, 1B, 1C, because those things are all really important. Tom Hummel, when he was on the show about uh, two and a half weeks ago, mentioned that he scheduled this schedule specifically knowing that there would be a senior Taysom Hill, senior Mitch Matthews, senior Jamal Williams, senior Bronson Kafusi, among others. How, uh, how much do you think these guys are ready to meet this schedule as seniors versus, say, doing it uh, in 2014 or 2013? Uh, good news is, is they've played some big games now. So all of these guys have been in some big-time venues where they've played big games on the road. So that's not going to phase them. They're not going to worry about going to Nebraska and opening up in a Memorial Stadium. That, that won't phase these guys, especially these seniors. They've played in venues that big. They've played in places with that kind of history. You know, you enjoy going to a place like Nebraska if you haven't been. You step back just a little bit and think, wow, this is really cool. But it doesn't phase your performance at all. It actually just gets you jacked up to play. And, you know, at UCLA, hey, been there, done that for these guys. Michigan, been there, done that. Not, not to Michigan, but they've played in stadiums like this. So, so they have the opportunity to enjoy the moment but not be affected other than in a positive way by the places they're going to have to play on the road. And that's a huge advantage. And there's enough of a core of these guys, like you said, with, with Mitch Matthews, with the Jamal Williams, with, with the Taysom Hill, that they're not going to be affected in any way by being on the road and playing at some, some of these programs that are historical programs over, you know, over the full history of college football. Blaine, yesterday we talked about BYU as a top 25 caliber football team Heading into the 2015 campaign, Sports Illustrated released their post-spring power rankings. Have BYU at number 23 ahead of the likes of LSU and Oklahoma State. So they're in there as a top 25 team right now. Do you feel that BYU deserves a top 25 ranking to begin the season? I think that people that are putting in there, like right there, on the fringe, so either in that 22 to 25 or 25 to 28 in their minds, they're basing it on the fact of what we've been talking about. Wait a minute, they got a great dynamic player quarterback that you senior coming back. They've got a lot of guys on offense. Their defense certainly has to be better than it was. So, so that's what they're basing it on, keeping, keeping the Taysom Hill healthy. So I don't think that's out of the question. I, if I, I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm going, okay, if they can stay healthy, they can play their way into the top 15. That's going to be a key for them because depth is still an issue. But you look at UCLA, who's on the schedule this year, is anywhere – I think when, when it all is said and done, they're going to come out, they're going to be somewhere around 10, give or take a, a spot or two in the preseason rankings. Michigan's not going to be ranked. But I bet Boise State's going to be preseason ranked. I mean, they're back in the national mind again. I think Boise State's going to be somewhere between 15 and 20 when the, when the season starts. Um, you know, Missouri is highly regarded this year. They're probably preseason going to be somewhere in that 18 to 23 range. So, so they're going to have opportunities to go out there and beat ranked teams this season, maybe three of them. And, and if that's the case, they have a chance to play their way right up into the top 15. But I don't think that that, that 23 to 25 range 
is out of the question or crazy based on what they have coming back. I think that that's where they belong. I don't have a problem with that at all. Blaine, great stuff. A man with okay speed for sure. Uh, not quite Taysom Hill okay speed, <laughs> but still okay speed. And take care of that left hamstring, man. Yeah, when I try to push it and run close to Taysom's speed, all that happens is I blow my hamstring down. <laughs> Good to talk to you, Blaine. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Blaine Fowler bringing it on BYU Sports Nation. I want to get back to something that uh, I talked about briefly at the end of our first segment, Jeremy, and that is Taysom Hill and his running ability. Okay, we talked about running with Blaine a lot and joked and Taysom's okay speed. But in all seriousness, he can run and be effective and still be safe. Okay, I feel like the Utah State play last year was totally a fluke. We watched, we've been watching a lot of last year's games. We've been reviewing, yeah, at lunchtime we'll just watch a quick game. In, in the UConn game specifically. And in the Virginia game. He was getting down. Yes. That was, okay, did yes. he get down on that Utah State play? No, you can't get down on every play, scrapping for a yard or whatever. I think he was smart enough. It's just unfortunate that it happened. Is he injury prone? It's hard to argue no because it's happened twice. But that's the key to the whole season Let him year. run. Let him run. And that's just a risk. He can do it. With. He's aware. Trust me, he's aware of what he means to the team. Would you rather have him run and possibly be hurt? Or stand back in the pocket and throw. You can do, what do it. You, what do you want? You can do it. See Russell Wilson. See Colin Kaepernick. Just be, yeah. Okay. Those... I'd be interested in seeing, because that's the question he gets asked. We'll talk to him on media day for sure. What? Okay. Is, is it in your head? Do you have to do something differently? Or did you think it was a fluke? I think he thinks it was a fluke. He's a senior. He's aware. Okay, what's the biggest benefit of having a senior quarterback? Continue to send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. We'll ask one of BYU's super seniors, John Beck, next. What gave him the edge? This is BYU Sports Nation. Joe Beck. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Radio Vision from Studio B, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can download our show podcast on iTunes. Stream it on BYUSportsNation.com. Listen, Football Media Day is coming up June 24th. Check it out all day on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The first live broadcast is 11 a.m. Eastern Time, state of the program, 12 to 2 Eastern, two-hour edition of this show where we will talk to Taysom Hill on that show and ask him, do you feel like it was a fluke, your two injuries? Or uh, are you, do you, what do you change? How do you, how do you still run and be effective without possibly getting hurt? He can do it. He's a senior. He's aware. He's experienced. I'm convinced of that. Watching the games, especially early last season with you last, I just was like, wow, okay. At the same time, Tanner Mangum, get ready. Yeah. Bo be, Hodge, be, just be get prepared. ready. Just in case, because we've seen it twice now. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Taysom Hill listed number 11 on NFL.com's 15 for 15 top Heisman Trophy candidates in 2015. He's the only non-P5 player on that list. Where was Chucky Keaton on that list? Bleacher Report listed the top 10 emerging rivalries in college football, BYU and Boise State, number six. BYU baseball in walk-off fashion beat St. Mary's 4-3. to Jarrett Jarvis, the hero. They are now the three seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament and will play Pepperdine, a team they won two of three against earlier this season in Stockton. Get it done, boys, live on BYU Radio. ESPN's Chad Ford lists Tyler Haas as the 88th prospect on the NBA draft big board. He cites Tyler Haas' scoring ability and range as positives, negatives, uh, lack of athleticism at his position. But we wish Tyler the best of luck. He's training in Santa Barbara 
uh, to try and get drafted or get a free agent deal. Guest number two on the show today is a BYU quarterback legend and current member of the BC Lions in the CFL, John Beck. Back with us on the show. John, great to have you, man. How are you? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. You just wrapped up minicamp with the BC Lions. How are things in the CFL? It's going pretty good. Just uh, getting ready to head out this weekend. Um, Just finishing up everything. The minicamp went great. Just kind of looking forward to having a good season. What's it like playing with Austin Colley again? You know what? It takes me back to the uh, old 04 season. It's kind of crazy. You know, Austin's a great player. I know that the coaches and the organization up there are really excited to have him be a part of the team. And it really does kind of take me back. I remember when he came to BYU as a true freshman and uh, played great for us. So it's, you know, it's great to kind of be back together with him. And he's a super competitive dude, a lot of fun to have on your team because you just trust if, if the ball's there, he's probably going to be the one coming down with it. John, what do you do better now than you did when you played at BYU? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I think, um, you know, I've tried to always get better at the little things. I, I, I think, um, you know, when you get to the pro level, a lot of the stuff comes down to skill within a certain system, right? You know, I don't think it's – you can't say arm strength's gotten better. Or, you know, you try to still always be as accurate, more accurate. Um, there's obviously – you know, they always talk about it. There's college accuracy, then there's pro accuracy, and a lot of it has to do with certain balls you would pull the trigger on. In the NFL, you probably didn't pull the trigger on it at college, and you got to be able to fit it in those windows. But, you know, I think uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm better at probably is just perspective, in all honesty. Um, just trying to have the right perspective on things, and that's kind of the thing that I've tried to work the most on over these last couple of years. John Beck with us on BYU Sports Nation. Clearly, John, you are the best guy at the Dougie on your current CFL team, correct? Well, I don't know about that. I'm probably just the one that they, I'm probably just the one that everybody had the least expected would stand up there and do it. What did Austin do? Well, he'll we, we'll find out. He's got to do something when that training camp hits. Okay. So I'm sure they're gonna kind of do the same thing where. No matter how long you played in the NFL, you're still a rookie to the CFL. I probably screwed it for him, though, in all honesty. <laughs> I don't know if they were going to actually call me up. I actually went and told my coach, hey, listen, I want to do this, and I don't want anybody to know, and I let my coach in on it. So he you know, he was in on it. Um, but I think because of last year, now they're going to make Austin do something. That was a well-played move on your part, a calculated one at that uh, to do that. So, yeah, good luck to Austin Colley. We've been talking a ton about the, uh, the senior factor for BYU football specifically, and looking back at the last 14 years, Brandon Doman in 01, you in 06, Max Hall in 2009, and now we're looking ahead to Taysom Hill in 2015. What is it about senior quarterbacks that creates such special things at BYU? I think it's probably just experience. I think you've you've gone through ups, you've gone through downs. You know, you hope that when your senior year rolls around, you've been able to have some time in an offense. You know, you're not having a change going into your senior season, but you know, you're able to use the experience that you've had in games, the experience of kind of handling all of the emotions that go along with playing the quarterback position, and you just kind of want it all to come together for that last season. Your eyes have seen a lot, right? You know, a lot of times when you put in a new offense, I remember my junior year, it's a new offense, and, you know, you're practicing versus certain looks because that's what they're expecting, and all of a sudden you get into games, and, you know, you don't always get the looks that you have experience against. So a lot of times it's gaining that experience against looks that you couldn't anticipate. Well, all of that gets stored away, and then when you go into your senior season, you now have 
a wealth of knowledge, of experience, of seeing it versus the looks you can anticipate and even the ones you didn't anticipate. And you bring all that to the table going into your senior year, and that's why, that's why I think there's just a certain calm confidence when it comes to being a senior quarterback. You've, just, you've seen it, you've done it, you've been around it, and you just, you just go in calm and confident. Do you have a, a relationship with Taysom Hill, John? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, when I'm around, I always try to get in touch with him. I try to kind of do my part as a former BYU quarterback of reaching out to the guy that's that's the starter there. I had guys that you know were BYU quarterbacks ahead of me that did that for me, and it was a I felt like a huge thing for me just to talk to them. And um, I try to do that for Taysom, and I've had a, a really special opportunity the last ten, couple of years to be around a you know a top-tier coach, and I've been able to learn a lot of things and be around a lot of the NFL's best quarterbacks, and I try to take also the things that I've learned from them that I kind of say, man, I wish I would have known that when I was playing, and give that type of information to Taysom, because so much of it is about the right information, and if you can get that sooner, however you get it, the better it can be, and so I just, you know, I know what it's like to be in those shoes, right, and I really want to see Taysom have a special year just because of how special of a player I believe he is. I just want to see some things come together, and if I can ever help or share any information, I want to do that for him. Who reached out to you that maybe surprised you when you were a quarterback? Well, I would say, you know, I had Robbie Bosco as a coach my first year, and so that was a former quarterback that used to talk to me, but, you know, two guys in particular when I was playing, Gifford Nielsen and Steve Young. Um, I actually bumped into Giff. He was there watching his son have a baseball game, and we got to talk, and then Giff would call me during the season, and it was great to have him offer his you know, insight to me. And then Steve Young, when I was a young player, kind of back when I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, you know, breaking my hand, getting a concussion, he, you know, he had some really, really good things to say to me. And it's been awesome because Steve was like that for me throughout my entire NFL career. Um, you know, some of the great times when things were going awesome and I was being named the starting quarterback, Steve was talking to me. And also during some of the tough times. And it was like that at BYU, and it continued. So, you know, I just, it's a mentor, right? Like, some of the best players, you would all be surprised if you found out what was going on behind the scenes with a mentor in their life. Somebody that was using their experience, their information, helping them, right? It's not just everybody out there on their own trying to figure it out, hoping everything works out. You'd be really surprised how many of the guys that succeed have somebody in their life that's been a mentor to them that has shared with them critical information that's helped them get their game to the next level. John Beck, over 11,000 pass yards at BYU, second-round NFL draft pick in 2007, and now a quarterback for the BC Lions and the CFL, joining us live on BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill is listed as the number 11 prospect in the NFL.com's 15-for-15 Heisman Trophy candidates. John, where do you think Taysom Hill belongs in that discussion? Well, I think he's definitely got to be up there. You know, he's an extremely dynamic player. I think, you know, you can argue that he's probably the most dynamic player in the country. And right now, in college football, that's what it's about, right? Uh, Those quarterbacks that are dual threats and that kind of are the center of their offense, they are going to garner that type of attention. And he's well-deserving of it. I think, you know, just... Hope the guy can stay healthy, right? We want everybody wants to see Taysom play out an entire year healthy with the experience that he has. I know he played an entire sophomore season healthy, but that was a sophomore year, right? And I know what it's like to be off a of mission, um, trying to still work out those that rust and get back to playing and seeing the defense and trying to bring your game up every week. So 
you know, I think as all Cougar fans, we just want to see this special athlete play an entire season. And I think if, if he's able to play an entire year and if the team can stay healthy, right, it's a team sport, injuries can hurt a team. If, if the guys around him in critical positions can stay healthy and he can kind of lean on those guys that he's been with for a couple of years, I think things are set up to have a special year. And whatever attention and honors he gets, he's going to be well-deserving of it because he is such a dynamic, fun player to watch. I think probably the, the thing I love most about Taysom is you just never know when it's going to go for a touchdown, right? Like you're watching the game and all of a sudden you see him just take off and you're like, golly, this could be an 80-yarder, right? And that's why college football loves the way Taysom plays. And I know that he's worked extremely hard on his passing game and I know that he had a really good spring. I was able to talk to Mitch Matthews a Probably like a week ago, they came out here for this uh, SoCal Fan Fest. I talked to Mitch, and he's super excited. So I think there's a lot of fun things on the horizon if the pieces that need to come into place to have a special year can happen, right? It's not all, it's not all in one player. It's, there's a lot of things that got to fall into place. But if it happens, I think Taysom's definitely got to be up there for the top. I think the offense is cer- certainly talented, and the 2015 schedule, John, is really exciting. What do you think of BYU scheduling up, and how do you think they'll meet that challenge? Well, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, I can remember when, we, when I was a sophomore, our 2014, we got to play a few top-ranked teams, and those games are exciting. I will always remember the feeling inside the locker room before the USC game, because USC came to town ranked number one. And, uh, you know, the whole offseason, that's that, that game that you're like, golly, this is, this is what you play college football for, right? Like, you, you want to be in that environment. And in all honesty, if I wasn't playing uh, Canadian football this year, I would be wanting to go and take my boys to the Michigan game, to the Nebraska game. I mean, those are the venues that that's what college football is about, right? And as a BYU fan, those are the games that get you excited for your team because it's that this will be awesome if we can go into their place and knock them off, right? So I think it's great that BYU schedule those guys. I think it's great that those guys want to schedule BYU because I think with the way the schedule is independent, right, you're going to get a handful of games that probably BYU fans aren't that excited for, so you've got to get another handful of games that really get them excited. Okay, John, one-word answer. True or false, if Taysom Hill is healthy the whole season, BYU wins 10 games or more. True. Yes. Okay, you're with me. I feel like we're lone men on the island. But, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Who the heck's saying they won't? <laughs> I, listen, John, I think it's going to be tough. I think eight or nine wins would be really good in this schedule. It's you? You said false? I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, well, if I have to say <laughs> false, yeah, crickets, nice. I think eight or nine, to me, like eight and a half is the, uh, that would be really good in this schedule. Okay. So and they're on the road. I'm... They're tough. Listen, here's what I'm thinking, right? Senior quarterbacks, when guys stay healthy around them, they have that something special is going to happen. Okay, this is just me, right? Maybe it's my ultra-optimistic personality, always believing something special is right around the corner. You I know, love that, by I the will way, say some, Sometimes that's been the, the, like the double edge to my sword, right? Like I also know that's probably a weakness for me at times. But I just think, you know what? Taysom Hill snaps his leg, right? Dude's having an amazing year, gets a bad, bad injury, and can't play. I just, this is my thinking. If I was Taysom, I'm thinking something extremely special is right around the corner. And to have a player like that hopefully have that mindset and the troops around him believe the same thing, I mean, I'm thinking something special can definitely happen. Now, there's going to be some tight games. And listen, like, there's going to be a game that's going to come down to a field goal, right? 
You can't have something clink off the upright and you lose the game, right? To have a special season, sometimes the ball's got to bounce your way. But if we can get the bounces, I just think, golly, there's something special is going to happen. And why not this year? Love it. John Beck with us on BYU Sports Nation. That optimism is fantastic. That's a great way to live your life. I'm just trying to look at it from, <laughs> from another angle, too. We can't both look at it positively all the time. See, that's the problem with the media. You guys always got to have, like, well, I got to look at it as a realist. Hey, man, hey. listen. Don't include me there, John. I'm with you, man. G- you, Jer- okay. Jerem can be there. I, I'm not saying I'm trying to be negative. I'm just trying to look at it down the middle. <laughs> That's it. That's it. No, you know what? Hey, there's truth to be told for that. One of the biggest lessons I've learned in my life is, you know what? You, you want to dream big, but you can't have expectations too high because sometimes that can be poison, right? Sometimes that can, if things don't line up to meet that expectation, all of a sudden you have two things pulling at you really, really hard from both sides, right? And you expected something but the pieces around aren't lined up to make that reality, right? And that can, that can sometimes hurt you. That's why I'm saying it's more than just Taysom, right? Like, the O-line's got to stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, Jamal's got to stay healthy. The defense, I don't care how good of an offense you have, if the defense is giving up 30 points a game, kiss it. Like, you ain't getting a 10-win season. I mean, that's just <laughs> like an offense needs a defense. The defense needs an offense. And every once in a while in games, you need your kicker or somebody on special teams to make a big play or make a clutch 50-yard field goal, right? Like that stuff, if you want to have a season like that, those things have to happen. And that's the defense is out of Taysom's hands. The kicking game, that's out of Taysom's hands. The offense is out of the defense hands, right? Everybody's got to rely on each other. And pieces have to line up. If you start having guys on the O-line injured or key wideouts injured, you know, it's, it's tough, right? And that's when the expectation, if all those guys get injured and you have super high expectations, I've felt it before, right? That's, that's hard. So we just, uh, hey, there is a part of realism, but going into it, hey, be super optimistic, but temper expectations. John, great to have you, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, man. See you guys. (laughs) Who said no? Who the heck said no? Yeah, I'm the temper expectations guy. We can't both both be wearing the blue goggles all the time, I'm not wearing the blue goggles all the time. Whatever. Hey, he hit his first homer of the season last night, or was it his second? It was his second. It was his second. But it was a big one in walk-off fashion on the road. How does that all work? BYU Baseball's Jared Jarvis joins us next to preview the West Coast Conference Tournament. Good to have Joe back on. We need Joe and Joe back on at the same time. Let's line that up. There's a lot of emotion. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B. Set your calendars and clocks, whatever else. For the West Coast Conference Tournament, it's BYU baseball in the big time. Cougars against Pepperdine Waves. Willie the Wave might be there. I don't know. 9 Eastern time on BYU Radio and the W.TV Thursday night. Our Twitter question today, what is the biggest benefit of having a starting senior quarterback? 10 Eastern, sorry. Oh, 10 Eastern. Okay. John Beck just joined us and said it's all about the leadership. You've seen it all. You've done it all. Nothing is new. I like that response. A calm confidence. Confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Joining us now, a hero for BYU baseball yesterday in walk-off fashion, Jarrett Jarvis, catcher for the Cougars, hit a 10th inning home run to put BYU at the number three seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Jarrett, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Have you ever experienced a walk-off win on the road? (laughs) Um, No, definitely not on the road. That doesn't happen often. Yeah, that was was a unique. Walk us through what, what you saw and uh, the celebration that ensued after. 
um, when I hit it, I didn't know if it was going to go out for sure, so I was just trying to get on at least second in case it, in case he dropped it if it was going to be at the wall. And I just saw the ball on the field, but I saw the fielder not going after it because they have a net behind. So I knew that it was a home run at that point, and I got excited. And then in the celebration, it was pretty exciting with all my teammates and stuff being um, excited, and I didn't even make it out of there with any of the buttons on my jersey. Cause <laughs> what what was that game like? Because you you don't want to use your main pitching arms. You want to save them for Thursday and Friday and you know Saturday. Yet you wanted to win that game to be the three seed. So what was it like going into that game strategically? Right. It was similar to a, a midweek game for us, like playing Utah or UVU. We started our midweek starter and we're just going to piece it together at the end. So, I mean, the excitement was there. I think the team was um, ready to play, and we just kind of treated it like playing Utah or UVU during the middle of the week. Well, now you get Pepperdine, and this is a team you won a series against at home. You play them in Stockton. What's the game plan for Pepperdine this time around when uh, it's ramped up a little bit more in a West Coast Conference tournament setting? Right. I think we're just... You know, going to go in there one game at a time and be ready to go for them and go all out and play the best we can against them and keep going one game at a time and win the thing. What's what's the confidence level like in the in the clubhouse right now for this team going into the tournament? I think it's really good. We've been playing well, and I think we're kind of on a roll. And I mean, it's a team that started out two and ten, and now we're I think. 26 and 23 or something like that and I think everybody's just excited and everybody wants to show up every day and ready to play. Hey, that's a grind to get back over 500 and uh, so that, I'm glad you brought up that note because we even had discussions in this studio that it's, it is tough to get back and so BYU baseball riding high heading into the West Coast Conference Tournament uh, has has there been any one special change? You talk about the team just playing better like can you attribute that to one thing? Um, I can't. I think it was just kind of everybody finding their role and doing what they needed to and kind of clicking together as a team. And once that happened, just kind of everything kept getting better for us. So, What was it like to see J- uh, Eric Yuri bat again? He was excited. He, uh, I know he was excited to get up there. It was cool for every, the entire team to be cheering him on and stuff and see him back up there after kind of a season-ending injury. So it was exciting to see him up there. Yeah, for those that aren't familiar, Eric Urey had a dislocated, broken finger, had a piece of his bone floating around in there. And this so, was weeks ago. What, yeah, three weeks ago? <laughs> that was, that was yeah. something else. Hey, what do you do today during your day off, Jarrett? We're going to the Dodgers and Giants game, and I think we're going early to hopefully be down on the field with the with them as they hit. Oh, snap! Nice. nice. How'd you line that up? Um, there's a kid on the team that his dad knows a few people, so I know he made a few phone calls and made it happen. Well, enjoy that, and good luck in the approaching West Coast Conference Tournament. Congratulations on the walk-off home run yesterday. All right, thank you so much.
Jarrett Jarvis on BYU Sports Nation. The we catcher the coming voice. up big. Yeah, the voice. Yeah, Avengers 2. You still haven't seen it. you got to watch it. I know. He's the voice. Why am I way behind what, on that? What a big play. Yesterday we talked about, okay, it's, and he said it's like a midweek game. So you want to win, but you're not going to throw out your best pitchers. And they win a walk-off because they're the home team in Moraga. To get the three seed and avoid San Diego. That was so big. They won another home series. They didn't lose a home <laughs> series it's all true. year. Oh, man. How about the Cougs, man? And what does OK Speed mean? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLot.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Baseball. Jarrett, the voice Jarvis, blasted a walk-off jack in the 10th inning to clinch a 4-3 win over St. Mary's and lock in the number three seed for the West Coast Conference Tournament yesterday. The Cougars play Pepperdine Thursday, 10 Eastern on BYU Radio and the W.TV. Football. Taysom Hill ranked 11th on NFL.com's 15-for-15 Heisman watch list. None of BYU's 2015 opponents were on the list. Also, Bleacher Report named the top 10 emerging rivalries in college football, BYU and Boise State number six. Men's basketball. ESPN's Chad Ford names Tyler Haas the 88th best prospect in the upcoming NBA draft. There are only 60 picks, so that would be out. He's also listed as the 22nd best shooting guard, projected to be a second-round pick or undrafted. Women's volleyball. BYU outside hitter Alexa Gray in tryouts for the Canadian national team. How's this for competition? Expected that between four and eight athletes will be selected out of the 45 who try out. She's got a good shot. Future guest Mike Littlewood, the head baseball coach. Kevin Heiberger, the speed coach. Uh, and Jordan Pendleton, former BYU linebacker, now a trainer, worked with a lot of the uh, uh, NFL guys trying to get them into the league. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And it goes to the man we just spoke with, Jarrett Jarvis, walk-off home run. Awesome. What's the biggest benefit of having a starting senior quarterback at CougsFan44 says, in the close game this year, Hill will know what to do. The closeout factor. Taysom Hill's record in one-possession games as a starter, 5-2. and two. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, John Beck, Jarrett Jarvis, our show on demand on BYUtv.org. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Todd Morton.